Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Dana Kay, Lorraine Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Join us now as he does on Wednesday mornings. A member of the National Football Foundation, the Football Writers Association of America. Also covered the Detroit Tigers minor league system for a couple of decades. Our good buddy John Wagner. Find him on Twitter at John Wagner Media. Johan, my friend, good morning to you, partner. How are you? How's life? How are things? Anthony, I am a little slice of heaven this morning. How are you doing? Uh, life is, uh, you know, it's hectic. It, it, it's hectic. It's complicated. I thought that maybe after the show today I would pack my stuff up and head to Cleveland. Now it's looking like, you know, me and Imani Bates might have something in common. After all, neither one of us will go to the MAC tournament. But I'm here all day, folks. Bing bong. I know you like that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, life comes at you fast. But, and that's all you can do is uh, overcome and adapt, right? Survive and advance is the name of the game this time of year. Indeed. I, I have to admit, I, I very much enjoyed covering the Mid-American Conference basketball tournament over the years. Loved loved it when it was in Cleveland. I enjoyed it immensely when it was in Toledo. I had, had a lot of great memories from the Mid-American Conference basketball tournament. This is the most exciting time of the year for college basketball, for sure, because for mid-major teams especially, you're trying to figure out, can we chase that dream? You know, the uh, the blue bloods of the world, this is not their dream at all. You go to the conference tournament because your coach lied you and put you up on a bus and get you in a plane, like it or not. I mean, the, the blue bloods, they know that they're going to the NCAA tournament. It's just what is their seed. For the mid-majors, though, it's awesome. You don't know. That's And that's exciting. Well, that is for most Blue Bloods, but then you have a team like Michigan, and they, they actually have to do some damage here in the conference tournament. Backs are against the wall. A couple of good opportunities that uh, slipped through their fingers uh, this week, and now it kind of feels like, hey, if they don't, make a, they don't make a little noise, they don't shake some things up, they don't win a couple of ball games here in the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten Conference Tournament, they might be on the outside actually looking in. And, you know, you know how it is uh, covering the MAC. You could be you know, really good, and obviously they shifted the format now. Only the top eight teams will make the conference tournament. No longer do all 12 uh, get a shot at it, which I think is nice. Puts a little bit uh, extra emphasis, right? It cuts down on on some of the days of the actual tournament itself. And, you know, it's a uh, it's interesting because, you know, will the MAC ever see two bids ever again? We, d- we don't know. This year it could be a year where you might see a Kent State and a Toledo both at least be acknowledged in the conversation, and I think that that is a win. I think if you're asking me, will the Mid-American Conference ever receive two bids ever again, they're going to have to step up their game. They are too far behind too many leagues that have too many teams that are quality. You know, when Michigan is where, – where's Michigan in the Big Ten standings, Anthony? I'm sure you know this. They are Michigan men, where are they in the standings? They are currently eighth, John, and it's all because they lost at Indiana. Had they won at Indiana, they would have been the two seed in the tournament. Now they're eighth. Holy mackerel. Yeah. But, see, when you're the eighth seed in the Big Ten, you're on the bubble. When you're in the eighth seed in the Mid-American Conference – you're like you're not in the bubble. You're you're taking on water fast. And oh, you know, you're on, you're in Mars. We have to, yeah. You know, we we've, we've got to pull massive upsets over and over just to get the opportunity to maybe play for an NCAA bid. Whereas Michigan's like, well, we have work to do, but it's to confirm a bid 
that we feel we're worthy of. Yeah, no doubt, uh, no doubt about that, my friend. And I, uh, it's it's going to be a hectic week. Uh, it is going to be a hectic week. I don't even know where to begin uh, with with what happens. But you just cross your fingers and, and you hope that everybody has fun. Nobody gets hurt. And orange slices. At halftime, there are there you know there are some other things that are taking place, right? I mean, we've got the Players Championship coming up this weekend in the PGA Tour. That's very exciting. Our friends over at Bally Sports Detroit are kicking off their coverage of Tigers baseball later on today. That is exciting at spring training. And I have to ask you because it's been a little sluggish in that win loss column there, John. How much weight, if any at all, do we put in the outcome and final score of spring training games? What is the lowest possible answer I can give you here, Anthony? The final score below zero. The final score go, of a preseason XFL game. It, <laughs> oh, it means it means even less than that, Anthony. It does not mean a thing, not one thing. You're sure? Oh yeah, I'm absolutely sure. I mean, if it mattered even vaguely, wouldn't teams use their varsity roster for nine innings? I mean, heck, wouldn't they at least send their roster on the road for a four or five innings? I mean, Major League Baseball had to put in a rule where you have to send a certain number of starters when you take a road trip in spring training because otherwise nobody wants to travel. Nobody would go from the visiting team, that is. So you would have guys wearing a who's, – who's the Tigers' opponent today? Uh, the Tigers later on today, after coming off of a massive, monstrous offensive output, sixteen to three final winner, winner Cardinal dinner. Like I said, Cardinals a bird, a chicken's a bird. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, One hundred five yeah, yeah. first pitch today against the Washington Nationals. Oh, yeesh. well, that's not a very good example because how many Washington Nationals could you name on their varsity roster, much less the the travel roster that they're going to send to Lakeland? for that game. It it might be less than zero if there weren't rules in place. These games are about pitchers getting innings to get ready for the start of the season. They're about hitters getting their batting eye and their swing in shape so they can hit the ground running on opening day. If you'll notice, very few teams these days have a lot of decisions to go in terms of who are the top 15 names on their roster. I mean... Are we going to see Spencer Torkelson on the Tigers' opening day roster? Well, duh. Javi Baez, who I I get he's in the World Baseball Classic right now, but of course he's going to be on the roster. Miguel Cabrera, same thing. We we know the majority of every team's roster, including the Tigers. The Tigers maybe have, what, five, six, seven spots that they're trying to fill and trying to figure things out. If you're watching spring training games, that's one of the things you're watching for. Who who do you fill the rest of your roster with? And frankly, i got to be honest, back in the days when I covered the Mud Hens, the Toledo Mud Hens, the Tigers AAA affiliate, I would watch the last five innings of spring training games zealously to try and figure out who was going to be on the Mud Hens roster. That's what we're looking at. You're, you've got the Detroit Tigers for five innings, and you've got the Toledo Mud Tigers for the final four or five. <laughs> mud Tigers. You like that one? I, I just do. said Mud Tigers. Or it might be the Erie Sea Mud Tiger Wolves, you know? It's it's a conglomerate. It's a mishmash. 
it's not the Detroit Tigers. You know, hey, Anthony, I, I want to grab the wheel for the second here, if you don't mind. Oh, boy, Jesus, been, take the wheel. Hold on to your butts, everybody. Seatbelts, everybody. Seatbelts. Trade tables in the uh, upright and secure position, please. I've been thinking about the ways to make baseball more exciting, more interesting to fans. Oh, you and have? Com- yeah, I have. Oh, wow. And and I, I've i come up with an idea. Oh, I'm all ears. And, well, yeah. And you know what, Anthony? Normally, I make you try and take a stab at it, take a guess at it. That would be wasting your poor listeners' time because there's no way you could predict this answer even if I gave you hints, just because it's me, it would be like, John, what are you talking about? But are you ready? Here's here's what I'd like to do. Are you ready? I am. Seatbelt see on, tightened, ready, mm-hmm. right? Insert a lot more gambling into the sport and into the game. Gambling is the answer. Hurt my feelings! I, I don't... John Wagner talking about game... You want... Hold on. Hold on, people. I don't think yeah, you understand the magnitude. Hold on. Is this the real? Who are you and what have you done with the weird, the real John Wagner, Folks, right? this is one right. of those things uh-huh. that's like, what is, the, what is that one thing that you would tweet that people would know something is wrong and then you need a wellness check? This is that, John, is there anybody else in the room with you? Are you under attack? Uh, are the Russians at the door? Blink, what is happening? Blink twice. Exactly. Right? Blink twice. <laughs> yeah, because you know me. I... I don't do much, if any, gambling. I just don't. But the more I think about it, baseball is, well, before pitch clocks and speed up the games and yada, 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 it was perfectly paced for gambling. You have a at-bat is over. The inning starts. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here's your. You can wager on, will this team score a run in half inning? Will the pitcher strike out the side in this half inning? Will we see a home run this happening? And then the inning starts. And every at-bat, you can have all kinds of gambling in between pitches because you have time to place your bets. You have time to place your bets. You bring your phone. I mean, can we not? Our phones do 100 million things already. Can't we add a gambling app to them and say, you know, will, will he strike this batter out? Well, what's going to be the result of this pitch, fastball or breaking ball? And it would fill those gaps in time, in my opinion. It would fill all this time that people say, oh, it drags too slow. It drags too long. Wait a second. I got to get a bet in. I'm feeling this batter's going to get a hit. Oh, I got to get a bet in. This pitcher's going to strike this guy out. I can feel it. Or, and the other end of this is, we talk all the time about there being too many games, and there's just, it's a relentless slog of games, and I can't get into it because they're going to play again tomorrow. Would you not get into a game if you had bet some money on the outcome? Wouldn't that raise the stakes? Is it, and, and ask me if you, or now let me know, Anthony, if you agree or disagree with this that the gambling that has been associated with the NFL, now not the NFL's doing, but all the side stuff, the side hustles, hasn't that helped that sport gain in its 
uh, excitement, in in notoriety uh, exponentially? Hasn't that helped? Yes, and and here's the deal. I mean, we do a lot with gambling partners and our our sports betting partners, and and I'm one who. Uh, prior to you know certain employment rules coming down, you know dabble or whatnot, and I just think it is. I I how do I say this appropriately without you know getting fined here? I feel like this is just uh, sports betting when done responsibly can be a lot of fun. I think when you start to get into live action. Uh, ball versus strike. Will a run be scored? You know, about, you got a runner on first base. Can he steal? You know, things of that nature. I think that when you start to do that, you start to open up Pandora's box a little bit. Then one dollar or twenty five cents becomes a dollar, and a dollar becomes two dollars, which becomes five and ten. And I just, uh, I, I, you know, I monitor. Anthony, I know. I don't want. I don't want to. I, why do I feel like we just switch roles here? I don't like this at all. I shake this out. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> just became me. And I'm looking at what's happening in Europe right now where there is a move to try to eliminate sports gambling uh, from major soccer sponsorship because of the damage that can be done. It's no different than an alcohol uh, advertisement, right? I mean, you know, it, well, yeah, it just, but the, it, it just here's the problem is. with that, Anthony. Well, then, OK. And, and trust me, I understand that. And, you know, at some point we should probably drop the phone number for gamblers anonymous if somebody has 1-800-GAMBLER I'm very sensitive to that please if you feel you have a problem call that number but here's the thing though if you're going to do that don't we need to take it away from the NFL don't we need to stop putting lines in newspapers don't we need to start stop talking about it and and crack down on it Pandora's box in my opinion is already open all the boogeymen have flown out already. They's gone, Anthony. That, and there ain't no way to close that box back up. The one I'm time totally I tried to be responsible. The one time I tried to be responsible, folks. Just wanted to make that. Just to throw my uh, my uh, my disclaimer. And you know what? I was like, yeah. I mean, uh, trust me. I want people to gamble responsibly. Frankly, here's why I thought about this. I used I used to do this all the time without money. For me, baseball's fun trying to figure out uh, is he going to throw the fastball here or not? Why is the defense this way or that way? Uh, in a press box with no money down, I would try and call results. I'm I'm feeling a home run right here, guys. Just letting you know. Well, it's because you had big John, big John Melkowski sitting next to you, keeping you know keeping track, and you two going back and forth, and I'm like. How in the hell do they know who this guy's third cousin is who once played like low-A wooden bat league in the Dominican Republic but somehow surfaced in Erie, played like three innings in Louisville for the bats? I'm, I'm listening to you two, and I'm like, what is going How in God's green earth do these people even know who these other people are? Exactly. And for us, we did not need to have a dime on the game to have fun doing that. Amen. Not a dime. We never... Never bet on anything there. Never, never. But think, I'll tell you this. The perfect example would be the Tigers game. They kind of, on television, they would dabble in that with the pick to click. You know, who's your pick to click? And they would keep track of, hey, who had the guy? Who, who was the big winner today? That's the kind of stuff that keeps people's interest. I, I don't need it, okay? I enjoy watching a baseball game 
without having to put X amount of dollars on a winner or a loser? Do they get the over or under? I mean, Anthony, how many people know how to bet a money line in baseball? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to embarrass you now. Do you know how to bet a baseball money line? Baseball money line, the Dodgers are taking on the Rockies, and the Dodgers are uh, minus 110 on the money line, which means you'd have to bet $110 to win 100 because they are the favorite to win the game. You are exactly right. And then for the Rockies, let's say the Rockies are uh, plus 130. What does that mean? That means if you bet $100, you would win $130 if the Rockies won outright. You got it. But then you also have the lines. The lines are fun, too. I mean, Dodgers uh, might be a a one-and-a-half run favorite, so you might see Dodgers LAD minus 1.5 over under. How many runs will be scored? Now we're talking. uh, Will we see an offensive explosion? Will we see that nine go seven-and-a-half, eight-and-a-half, nine-and-a-half? Will it get the double digits? Dodgers got a lot of firepower in their lineup. They're on the road in Colorado. The ball flies a little further. What are we talking about here? Let's make a little scratch. His name's John Wagner. Everybody get in. Do it now, DraftKings. You know where to go. John Wagner. Find him on Twitter, John Wagner Media. Send your picks to him. We'll all make a little scratch here. John, my friend, is always partner. Thank you so much for the time today. Anthony, I hope you and your listeners weren't driving and driving off the road this morning. I hope you folks all have a safe and wonderful week.